Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 111, and today's topic is Power Book 2, Ghost, Season 2, Episode 5, titled Coming Home to Roost. And the description reads, Tariq races against the clock for Yasmin with pressure being placed on Monet from her family and from Mecca. She struggles to wear the Tahada crown and questions whether she has to anymore. I'm going to rate this episode, you guys. I'm going to rate it. 1 through 10, 10 being the highest. I am going to give it a 10. And I'm going to break down why. I'm going to break down why. This was a way to go out for a winter finale. You guys know they are off for two weeks, so we will not see power again until next year. January 8th comes on that Saturday night at midnight, so I will be recapping it on the 9th. But this was a way to go out out with the bang for the winter finale and leave us with a really good cliffhanger. And in this episode, it was a lot of parallels with the original power, and we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. So please, I hope you guys don't mind if I take my time with this recap. It might be a little lengthy, so sit back and enjoy. Um, No church announcements, just that I will be on in the middle of the week to do a bonus podcast, do a bonus episode. I will be doing a Christmas celebration with you guys to celebrate with my podcast family. So I hope you guys enjoy. Um... It's going to be something special, something fun, just to celebrate with you guys, um, and we can do our little Christmas podcast, you know. So um, expect that. Um, I'm going to try my best to get Snowfall out this week. I will be out of town, but I'm going to still try my best to get it out. If I don't, we will pick up on the following week for our um, Snowfall in December series that we've been doing. Don't forget, you can always follow me on my social media platform. I always tell you guys I am the most boringest person on social media, but I do always post like my links to my episodes and, you know, updates on that. I, I'm not really good at the social media thing. I don't post too much, but, you know, if you want to get on there and hit me up or anything, you can find me on Facebook at Alicia Shanice, and you can find me on Instagram for Alicia Shanice Reviews, and if you need to email me for any sorts, it's Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can email me, inbox me, or DM me if you have any requests for recaps you want me to do. It could be for shows that you're into that I have never watched or never talked about i'll check them out and do a recap it could be for a movie it could be for um a documentary because you guys know i love documentaries and so far we have recapped mary j blige doc um i did uh, freeway rick i did that documentary i did the bmf documentary and also 50 cent is working on a bmf documentary as well a docuseries that's going to be on stars Whew, I cannot wait to watch that because the doc we covered, it was more like from the police stance, you know. So um, and I did the last narc, um, did the narcos for the uh the battle of the border. So I love documentary. So if you guys are into that and want me to recap that, all you gotta do, you can inbox me. DM me or email me, or you can just, you know, say what's up or give me feedback on the pod. 
So that's pretty much it. Just stay tuned for our Christmas episode. It'll be in the middle of this week. And I'm going to try my best to get Snowfall out. Um, As you know, it is a winter finale for a lot of our shows. Big Sky is off to February. Queens is off to January. And our power is off. But I'm still going to be dropping that content, you guys. So please keep tuning in. And always, I love you guys and thank you for your support. So on that note, let's jump in and talk Power Book 2, Ghost. Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. All right, y'all. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Get on in here. We got to talk about it. First, shouts out to 50 Cent, shouts out to Courtney Kemp. This was a way to go out with the, you know, a banger for a winter finale. And I'm going to say, I think that this was the best episode out of the Power Book 2 universe. You know, out of the, out of the whole Power Universe, I'm telling y'all, my favorite one is Raising Canaan um, and Original Power as well. I kind of go up and down with that, but I love the era of, you know, Raising Canaan. So Power Book 2 Ghost has always been my least favorite. And um, by I hated Tariq in the original Power, it's kind of funny. I root for him in here, but I couldn't stand Tariq in the original Power. So this has always been my my least favorite, but I do like it, you know. Uh, and I support everything out of this Power journey, the Power universe. But out of this Book 2, this was the best episode out of Season 1 and here so far. Um, so it opens up. And we see the boys, you know, they're at the basketball court playing ball. And then we see, you know, they just showed up the court. But we see driving. It's um, Zeke in the back just kind of watching them because, you know, basketball is where his heart is at. And he's just watching the boys play ball. And we see Monet sitting next to him and Davis McClain, you know, trying to just give them some warning. Like, look, when you go in there, all you got to do is shut up and blend in because they're going to try to test you. They're going to try to get you to say something so they can use it against you and get their way out. And, you know, Monet is just trying to let them know, like, it's going to be all right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be all right because they're getting ready to turn him in. And Monet telling them, like, you know, every minute you in there, I'm going to be out here doing everything I can to get you out. But at this point, Zeke is not trying to hear that. He is not trying to hear that from Monet. So we get to the next scene and we see Tariq is waking up because he stayed over at Lawrence and he jumps up. And the first thing he does is text McLean about Zeke and he uh, McLean texts him back like I'm, you know, turning him in now. So, you know, Tariq, he jumping up and he yelling at Lauren like uh, not yelling, but, you know, she in the bathroom. So he like, hey, yo, I'm out. And she in there in the bathroom looking at her damn Rolex wire child. And, you know, she like, hold on. And when she walks out, Tariq is gone. And she got a damn attitude. <laughs> she probably wanted her a little morning piece. <laughs> but Tariq dipped out. And 
we go back to the precinct and when they walk in to voluntary turn Zeke in, um, we see an officer comes out and he kind of looks funny when, you know, he sees Zeke's face and then he walks in there and uh, out comes Jenny, Kamal and Whitman. And when they come out, they basically tell Zeke he's been free of the charges. They have another suspect. Well, that's what Kamal is trying to say, but Whitman cuts him off. And then, you know, Davis... <laughs> child davis mcclade is eating that up he like oh we need we need a public press conference so you can tell him that he's free of all charges and monet like shit we out but you know when monet talks to zeke like i told you it was gonna work out she's relieved he like but after that interview ain't no team gonna wanna you know bring me on you know no team is gonna want to draft me so he's still upset because of how everything has played out and how it has made him look and it's not a good look for somebody who's trying to be you know first pick draft and go to the NBA so we go into the uh the inside when the office when Kamal and Whitman goes back in there and they kind of get into another argument (laughs) We see they do not get along. <laughs> and Kamal, Kamal is trying to do a real investigation and, you know, let them know, like, it's other suspects we could be looking at. I've been reading Jabari's book, and he's talking about how this drug ring was going on at the college. He last interviewed Tariq. His, his father was a major player in the game before he was murdered. He had a lot of shady past dealings. We need to look more at this. First of all, he was kicked out of choke. His roommate was Braden, and, you know, Whitman, he ain't trying to hear none of that shit. The only thing he want to do is play Fatal Attraction Revenge for Carrie. And, you know, he's, Kamal is steady trying to tell him, like, look, dude, Jabari's first novel was based off of true events, which was about Carrie's sex addiction. And then now he's writing about a kid who's a drug dealer at Stanfield, and then it was a murder, and he ends up dead maybe this his murder was based off of real events from that book so you know that's another way to look at everything so we get into the next scene and when Tariq gets back to his room he's going in there you know he's being he put his pistol in his bag he's clearing out because you know the dorms have been getting raided and he basically t- you know him and Braden talk about that and you know they talk about how they're going to clear the room and put everything on the rooftop in the meantime he asks Braden like what's up with you have you seen Kane Braden specifically says no and then you know Tariq like if you see any of the Tejadas Kane you text me and you ain't seen me but I have a feeling all of the lying that Braden has done about Kane is gonna come back and backfire some type of way on down so um we get into the next scene child professor carrie professor carrie answers that phone like her and monet is on a real mission together like sister soldier's child she like mrs tahada i was actually about to call you i'm making leeway monet like bitch that's not why i'm calling you shut the fuck up monet monet tickles me at the way she talks to this professor 
She like, I just called to tell you whatever you're doing, stop it. Zeke has been cleared of all charges. Now you stay the fuck away from him. You don't know nothing. We don't know you. He don't know you. We ain't seen you. You ain't seen nothing. We don't want to hear you. And you know, Carrie, uh, Carrie like, okay, okay, I'll stay away. I'll stay away. But she ain't going to stay away. She is not going to stay away. So we get into the next scene and we see Detective Whitman and uh, Tate. They show up asking Carrie for help. And at first she like, no, you know, she want to get away from it because she promised Monet and she just don't want anything to do with that. But she has a law enforcement background. So she did, you know, plead the oath. And, you know, some people do get high up and then they go off to be a professor. So that's not far out. Um, but, you know, she made that oath and then they hand her the drive. So basically she can read all of Jabari's notes and his book. So she takes the drive. So we see where that's about to go. <clears throat> we get into the next scene. And I'm, I love all the little scenes with Monet and Mecca, or should we say Dante and Nene. And they meet up at the bar. And she like, <laughs> he like, why we meet here? She like, because I don't trust myself with you. All them hotel rooms and all of that, uh-uh, I need to be somewhere where I can keep a, a clear head. And, you know, Mecca did not come to play. Mecca is like, look, I know you in the game. Look at how you dress. This bar ain't paying for all of this. And I want you for myself. I'm not leaving New York, baby, until you leave with me. And I want to take care of you. I want to take care of our son, Zeke. And I want to take care of your other kids. And I'm going to show and prove. I got the papers drew up. Here go the trust funds. Damn, Mecca. They don't make them like you too much, boo. <laughs> Mecca ain't playing, baby. Mecca is her is her first love. That might be her only love. And you know, they all they also talk about how they're not 16 no more. So we see that, you know, their love story started when they were teenagers and they were madly in love. And who does that remind you guys of? You know, power has this thing about teenage love. Remember when Ghost and Angela, they met back up. They were they were high school sweethearts who got tore away from each other as well. We don't know what happened with Mecca yet, but we know Mecca had to go. Monet had to, uh, you know, get rid of her baby. And that happened back in the day when teenage mothers got pregnant. They'd get a baby to Big Mama or a family member down south. That happened all the time. And... We, um, Angela and Ghostin have a baby, but they were madly in love. And as soon as he seen her, it was like, that's where his mind was at. That's where her mind was at. Hell, he was sleeping with Tasha, dreaming of her. She was, uh, sleeping with, um, Greg, dreaming of a ghost. I'm like, go harder. <laughs> but it's like this thing with, uh, power where they have this thing of, you know, that teenage love where it's like, it doesn't go away. That flame is always, you know, up. So this is nothing but that. It's just the baby involved. And, you know, instead of Monet being this successful attorney like Angela was, she's a drug dealer and married to a, a kingpin. So um, we get another scene of the ethics class session. And... <laughs> 
<laughs> first, when um when Tariq walk in, first of all, Lauren be asking too many damn questions for me sometimes. I like Lauren, but, you know, Reek ain't going to be able to do too much with her asking all these questions. And I'm going to talk about them later. But, you know, Lauren, like, what, what's up? Why did you leave? And he like, well, I had to go, you know, find an apartment. And she offers to help because Lauren wants to help him and his sister reunite. And then Tate and Carrie, they come up in there. They ready. Well, Tate just looking like he ready. Tate just be cracking me up, child. Tate walk in like he just ready to teach and, you know, pitch for his little election coming up. But Carrie, she come in there all cocky, writing karma and all capital letters and shit. And, you know, she turned it up a notch this scene. And she's asking them about karma. And they're like, well, what this got to do with ethics? This more of a... And she like, Tariq. And, you know, Brashandria try to answer. Lauren try to answer. Another student try to answer. And Carrie ain't trying to, Tariq. I want to hear Tariq. What is karma to you? <laughs> so by this scene, we pretty much know she's read Jabari's book. And, and she's putting two and two together. And she know you know, Tariq, um, you know, he must have killed her backup plan because Jabari was her backup plan. Um, we go into the next scene and when him and Lauren leave class, you know, Lauren's like, you know, damn, she like she had it out for you. And Tariq like, I don't know what that was about. And they see Zeke and they see Zeke, um, you know, he's walking through. But before they can even say anything, they see Monet standing there looking like the black widow in her little long coat. And she like Tariq. And you know Lauren, you know Lauren got to know everything. She like, who is that? Why would she want you? And he like, oh, she probably just want to talk about Zeke. But when Monet put her uh, her arm around his shoulder, like we need to talk, I'm like, oh shit, what they what, what is she? Because <laughs> you know she found out about Tariq and Kane, you know, having something to do with Jabari. So I knew it wasn't gonna be nothing but trouble from here for Reek. We get into the next scene. And she drives off far and, you know, ask him about everything. And he admits it. He tells her, you know, what happened. And she has that little gun on her lap trying to scare him. And she tells him, like, look, if Zeke would have went down, this bullet would have been in your head. But I'm going to let you go. But I need to know I can trust you. So I'm going to put you on a job. I want you to find out who Kane Connect is and find your own damn way back. And that's like a running joke for Tariq always walking. He ain't got no car. But we seen Tariq drive this episode. So we see Tariq got to find his own way back home. She then drove him, um, drove him out far. And also, he needs to find out who the Connect is. Now, I knew this was going to go all bad. So... We see she also meets up with Kane. And Kane is kind of pissed off when she when he finds out that she didn't do anything to Reek. She kind of let him she, he's still in with the family. And, you know, she tries to play them against each other. And she like, look, this ain't the end of Reek. I need to find out what his weakness is because the only reason he was able to lie to me and get away with it and do all this stuff is because he is too comfortable and I don't know too much about him. So I'm going to put you on a job and you find out what his weakness is. So she played both boys against each other. Tariq got to find the connect and Kane got to find the weakness. So at this point, Monet still thinks she's in charge, but she got a, she got a wake up check this episode. I don't want to jump too far ahead. 
we're going to go to the next scene. And I'm trying to go in order. I might be a little bit off. Um, but we see Professor Carey. As soon as she reads the book, she knows it's Tariq. No questions, no doubts. And she tells Kamal and Whitman about this. And they're, you know, busting out their theories because Whitman is still has a hard on for is Zeke, is Zeke. Because, uh, you know, and she like, well, Jabari thought I was sleeping with Tariq. And remember, Jabari did think that. Remember, Jabari was stealing um, Tariq's essays and everything. And they gonna, that's going to come out, too, how he was stealing Tariq's work and all of that. But she like, no, Jabari thought I was sleeping with Tariq and it wasn't him. So they're still trying to come up with everything. And <clears throat> she connects all the dots. And it's like, you know, Tariq. And they was like, well, no, we heard it was a white preppy kid. And she like, that's his roommate, Brayden. So you see, that's another parallel for the original power. The Monet and Mecca with Angela and Ghost. And now Tariq and Brayden, like Ghost and Tommy. Even though it's two different stories, two different, you know, backstories. It's kind of like the same thing. Uh, of course, Brayden will never be Tommy. So we get into the next scene and we see Professor Carey meets up with Lauren. And Lauren is like, look, I don't want to wear a wire. I didn't do anything. And the professor, bitch, you know what? I, I don't like her character no more. <laughs> I, I don't. She going to get Lauren killed. She going to get Lauren killed. She playing these mind games. She's trying to bring her all the way into this investigation, which is totally unethical. Lauren didn't do anything. Just for some pills you found there in her drawer and y'all making her wear a wire. And, you know, it's like, Lauren, you come from a rich family, even though she's supposed to be like, you know, she got the brain intelligence, but she don't have a game. And it's like, no, you need to go tell your mama and daddy and get you a lawyer. You don't need to be wearing no damn wire. And the professor bitch is just doing too much. She going to get Lauren killed and she playing mind games, purposely not letting her know that they have Tariq in mind. She's trying to put it off on Brayden and trying to manipulate Lauren. I felt like this is really dirty. Um, so, you know, of course, Lauren gets manipulated. And remember in season one, the professor bitch and Jabari, they were close with Lauren's parents. Remember, they got into an argument at the dinner at her parents' home. So she feels like she can trust Carrie. So Lauren goes to Tariq's room looking for him. And mind you, she got that Rolex on. So she's recording everything on her little wire. And Kane in there, and he like, what up, light skins? And then he even want her more when he find out that's Tariq girl, because you know he wanna he wanna get at Tariq. So she asked too many questions for me, and she like, well, who are you? Well, <laughs> you know, she just need to know everything. And then she talking too much, letting them know about the court hearing with the custody uh for Yasmin. So you know, he is just getting too much information. But at the same time, on her wiretap, they getting information that he is Lorenzo uh, Tejada Jr. And they only call him Kane because um, Courtney Kemp said he was like a real bad, wild child. And they consider him like a hurricane. And that's where they got the nickname Kane from. But he's Lorenzo Jr. So, you know, they hearing all of that. And they also, they're going to connect the dots at that Zeke cousin and we'll get to that in a minute so <clears throat> she ends up leaving the room and Kane and got more information than what he needed and we get into the next scene and we see um 
they also mentioned that Monet, they they are gonna put another two and two together that Monet is his mama because Lauren was like, Oh, I seen your mom up here earlier. Is that who was with Tariq? And she just talking too much at this point. So we see Tariq, he ends up meeting up with his lawyer, who is over Ghost's trust. And he does agree to represent Tariq after he kind of like has to beg him to do it and, you know, talk about how Yasmin had been through too much. So he goes ahead and agrees to represent him in a court uh, case. And we get another scene with Mecca and Kane. Mecca ends up giving Kane more ideas basically on how to get Tariq out of the way. And even if, you know, it comes down to him or Tariq. You need to make sure you on top of your game to where Monet chooses you over him. You got to get the, you know, you got to get the up and up over Reek. And what they're trying to show us with Mecca is they're trying to um, boss up Kane more. So it's showing us that Mecca is giving Kane the game. He's showing him how to outmaneuver everybody. He's showing him how to step it up. So that's the, the dynamic we were getting with Mecca and Kane. Even Courtney Kip admitted this. Like they wanted to like, he, they don't want to make it seem like he's just a dumb soldier and all he can do, can do is kill. They want to show us that he know how to play the game too. And he's learning it from Mecca. So we get into the next scene in Drew and Everett, they in the room together. And I thought this was an interesting uh, saying that Everett said. He's happy that Zeke is free, but now this pushes him to like the backboard because Zeke is the star player of the team. And while he was away, it was Everett. But while they're in there, Zeke bust in there with his new hairdo child. <laughs> he done dyed his hair blind. He like, I'm a free man. <laughs> and he like, what y'all, how y'all know each other? You know, and I'm like, come on, Zeke, you can't be that damn dumb. You can figure this shit out. You know, everybody know how your cousin go that way. All you got to do is just peep out the, read the room. You see what's going on. And they talking about some, oh, we met at the club that night. Okay, so y'all met at the club that night and now y'all in here? Come on, Zeke, you, you can figure this out. So, Everett, always, he also say, and you know how to lie quick. He like, oh, you want me to tell him the truth? And remember Zeke, Zeke, he know, everybody know about Drew, but everything is he don't want to come out because he said it could be bad for him as being on a basketball team. So he don't want Zeke to know. So we get into the next scene. And child, Tariq meets up with Diana. He tells her, like, look, your mom didn't shut down course correct. I need to come up with some money. I need you to get product from Kang without Monet knowing. And Diana, she kind of bossing up a little bit because normally she would have went on and just said, okay, Rick, I got you. But she was adamant this time. Nope. Why? What? What for? How much? Why? You know, she wanted to know everything. So he ends up keeping it real with her, telling her the truth about the court hearing and how he's trying to get custody of his sister. And she breaks down and she's like, well, I don't trust Kane either. Shit, I think, matter of fact, I think he was the one who switched the sugar booger with the, you know, with the Coquiana. And he like, you know what? That makes, that makes perfect sense. So she agrees to help him. And... She goes to meet with Kane and she opens up her big mouth, letting him know about the custody hearing. But she also puts out her, out her own little threat like, no, Kane, you're going to do this or I'm going to go to Monet and tell her how I think you mix the sugar booger with the Coquiana. And he like, oh, fuck it, I'll do it. But it got to be Tariq that meet me. 
So we get into the next scene. And we got Lauren. We got the damn wire in a Rolex. And she done took all that information. And now they starting to put all the pieces together about Kane, Lorenzo, Tejada Jr., a.k.a. Hurricane, a.k.a. Kane. And they are putting it all together. Like, you know what? Monet goes, um, that's Monet's son. She's married to Tejada, who's locked up for murder. They live in the same um, area of the precinct where Maris was in. And then Zeke, he he lives with them as a teenager. Because remember, Monet sent Zeke off all them years he was living down south. And then I want to say Courtney Kemp said they might bring the mother who was supposed to raise him in season three. I'm thinking it's probably going to be Monet's brother or sister or, you know, but they're putting it all together. Like, okay, so this is still kind of going back to Ramirez with this family. And Kane don't even look like or sound like he need, he go to that school. They can tell, like, okay, this is a this is a goon. He got a record. He in the same room. He's connected a little bit to Ramirez because it's, you know, near the precinct. So they putting it all together. So Monet goes to visit Tejada in prison. And she's telling him Zeke got off. And he like, I told you it was going to work out. But in the meantime, Sax calls him. And he tells Monet, like, I, I got to take this. And she like, are you, you serious? You, what, huh? What? <laughs> so she's pissed. She leaves. And then he, Sax tells him over the phone, like, I am the lawyer your daughter answered. Your daughter hired. And mind you, Tahada didn't look too surprised. So him and Diana must have talked about this. So that would have meant that he knew about the uh, money being missing from the bar of which he told Monet to use that money to get Zeke out. I'm wondering, I don't know. This is just a theory of mine. Do I wonder, does he have an idea who Zeke really is? And is, does he have resentment because that's Monet's son? I don't know. That's just a little fun theory I came up with, but I could be totally off. But it's just like that demeanor attitude he has towards the nephew. But again, he's been locked up all these years. Zeke came to live with uh, the family when he was a teenager. So he probably doesn't know Zeke like that either. Um. <clears throat> We get into the next scene and all the information they got about Kane, Whitman takes to, to Jenny. Now, Jenny, you know, she she's listening, but she puts all the information in her bag. Like, I'll look more into it. You know, they compare how the precinct was, you know, near their area. But when she sees Sax, you know, waiting on her, she knows it's booty call time. So as soon as she walks, she's like, I'll take care of it. I got to go. And when she go over there by Sax, Sax like, who was that? <laughs> she like nobody <laughs> so we get into the next scene and Brayden goes to um get the product from Kane instead of Tariq so I'm thinking Tariq probably put him up to it and Kane is not too happy because he wanted to see Tariq probably so he could beat him down or threaten him and we finally see Tariq driving. Tariq is watching from afar so he can follow Kane to the connect. He, Lauren didn't let him, you know, borrow the car. So we see our girl, Lauren, She she's trying to be that, you know, ride or die there for um, Tariq. But uh, we going to get there. 
So we finally see Tariq driving for the first time. So for all of the jokes about him running everywhere, not having a car, he finally is driving his girlfriend car. <laughs> so he follows Kane. Child, as soon as I seen Tariq following Kane, I, I knew I knew he was gonna get busted. I knew it. I knew it. He's following Kane. He got the he got the information. He got the name of the connect, which is Mecca. He got the address, but he gotta keep on following. He put his little hoodie on, reminding you a ghost when ghosts would put that hoodie on to go put that work in. And as he's like creeping up, watching our homeboy Nuff, you know, remember Mecca had put him off commission for a minute. He told him he told the girl like, "Don't worry, he'll be back online in a minute." So he back online and. He rubbed Tariq ass. <laughs> he rubbed, <laughs> he rubbed, he rubbed Tariq up. He um got him in the camera. Like, do you know him? Did he follow you? Now, peep out the chef. I've been telling y'all, watch chef. I like chef. The chef was on it. He like, did he follow you here? So are you sure you don't know him? He said, cause when enough starts, he don't stop. Enough get the whooping Tariq ass. Now I'm not gonna lie, y'all. In uh, power, I always wanted Tariq to get that ass beat. I couldn't stand him. Especially the, the scene that pissed me off that I could just think of that enraged me about Tariq was at Raina's funeral. Remember Ghost, Tommy, and Kanan. They finally had the, 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 the perfect time to get Dre. Because remember, Dre had just crossed the line on everything. He killed Julio. They finally had the perfect time to catch Dre ass. And remember, Tariq, he he bust out and ran off at the funeral and text Dre and warned them warned him so i couldn't stand Tariq, and he should have been at his ass beat but i kind of felt bad for reek here <laughs> i kind of felt bad for reek he beat his little tail and took that phone so after he get beat up he goes straight to monet's and you know diana is there to help him out but also drew pulls up and Drew not even supposed to be with Everett because Everett was running his mouth last season when he got questioned about the murder at the campus and he got to mention in their names. So we got back to the Mecca's home and I knew that chef wasn't nothing to play with. And, you know, they up there asking Kane, like, did you know him? And we always see Mecca, you know, he always double questions the chef because you can tell the chef is his right hand man. And, you know, when, you know, Kane lies his ass off, you know, Mecca like, okay. But I'm sure Mecca knows that he's lying. And when he go and looks back at the tape, he's going to know that's Tariq. Because he was following Tariq before he knew exactly who Tariq um, was. He like, do you know the kid he rode with? Oh, that's that's the rich kid talking about Braden Weston. So as soon as he goes back and watch the tape, he's going to know that's Tariq and Kane lied to him. So, you know, Nuff is like, you going to let him get away with it? And the chef went and sliced that damn throat and then got the cutting back up the meat with the same knife. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, chef. But um, I kind of thought that was messed up. They killed Nuff, even though he said, you know, he always talked too much to be expendable. But I'm like, he wasn't, he was on the ball. He he caught Tariq. He roughed him up because he knew he was following Kane. And he, he knew Kane was lying. So, did y'all really have to kill Nuff? Nuff was kind of funny. But anywho, we get into the next scene. And we see Method, 
Meth and Red Man, you know, I love me some Meth and Meth Red Man. So McLean, he meets up with his brother in prison and they're kind of talking. And he's like, you know, I got sex on now. If he can get this guy to hide off, he's going to definitely be able to get you out of here. And we kind of get a little backstory without them saying too much. He is like, well, no, I'm okay in here. My job is I want to keep you out of here. So I'm thinking that something happened back in the day and maybe this is his supposed to be his older brother and he might have covered for Davis to go ahead and be this hot shot attorney. He might have been in the streets and was like, you know what, I'd rather let you go and do you're a good person. Maybe McClain might have killed somebody or did something back in the day. And his brother took the rap for it, which is something that brothers do do, especially if you know your brother has, you know, something to look forward to in life. So I'm thinking that um, I'm jumping ahead, but I'll get there. I got one more thing to say about the brother, but he's probably going to end up getting out. And then we're going to get more backstory on Davis and why his brother is in there. It probably has something to do with Davis. So we get into the next thing in Puerto Rico he beat up he running late for the appointment to meet for the lady for the apartment but when he get there the lady ain't got time she like you you're late you lost it you lost the apartment and <clears throat> Lauren saves the day you know when she sees his face you know of course you got to ask her 50 questions at first and she like you know what um I, 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 I can help you. So she takes him to another home her parents have, who they gave it to her brother, but her brother is living in a halfway house. So she like, you can just stay here and make this your apartment so you can get Raina for now. And we see it's a nice little penthouse, townhouse, whatever. So she also gets to asking 50 more questions about Brayden. And, you know, he's telling them, like, no, you know, Brayden didn't even know the professor. I'm the one who told him. I knew about the book. You know, Tariq just running his mouth. And we got Kamal and Whitman in the van listening to every damn thing. And they like, oh, so he knew about the book. So that's making him look even more like a suspect. So <clears throat> we get to the next scene. This was a scene I've been waiting for. This was a scene I've been waiting for. Monet, her and Kane, they have a discussion. And Kane goes the fuck off. He like, do you think I'm stupid? You could have got me killed. You could have got Tariq killed. All this time I've been thinking Tariq the problem, but you the fucking problem. <laughs> and all I was thinking is like, Kane, you need to calm down because last time you went hard on your mama to hide it with Jazz. Now if you go hard on her like you did last time, not only is you going to have to worry about Tahada, but now you're going to have to worry about Mecca as little as you don't know at this point. But he actually said something to her that was true. He like, am I your son or your soldier? She like both. He like, well, what kind of fucking mother does that make you? And, you know, he called her out on it because, you know, she don't treat him too right. You know, you, you raised him to be this way. You raise him to be this way, be this killer, be this drug dealer, and but he's still your son. And then he sees how you treat Zeke, and you know you even baby Drew more, and how you even treat Tariq. So I really appreciated the scene. I really did. And I think once he finds out that um, to, uh, Zeke is her son, that's gonna make him even more furious. So um, we get into the next scene, and we got Tariq. 
coming to court looking like a mini version of Ghost. When he had that suit and that coat on, y'all, he he reminded me of Ghost so much. He like this was so parallel to the original power even when he was out on his little mission to find the cocaine's connect was he had his hoodie on but when he walked in there with that suit on he looked like a younger ghost and he's walking in the court and monet stops him and i thought she was dirty for this locking him in the car so um he would miss the court hearing time about some you know you almost made me lose zeke now you about to see how to lose something because she think she think she got his weakness but child, you know, it don't take much for Tariq to snap. And they show this little black eye <laughs> like something clicked. And he like, you know what? You live on some damn island. You think you're in control, but you've never been in control. Kane, he's the one who switched to sugar booger. Drew, he's still fucking with the snitch who ratted on everybody with the murder. Diana, oh, Miss Diana, she stole the money. And... <laughs> he like you need me more than you think and it's like monet finally realized like damn i'm not in control matter of fact i, I i'm I, i'm i'm way out of my league with how everything is going behind my back and all she could do is you know unlock that door and let reek go in there so when reek go in there you know the lawyers are pleading each one of their plaintiff's case and <laughs> When she asked Big Mama, she like, well, have you been, you know, completed any program? She like, I prayed on it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love Big Mama. Uh, shit, that, that's the damn legend right there. That's Angie from General High. I mean, all my children, child. Angie and Jesse. But Tariq gives a heartfelt speech talking about how he's been working hard. He does, you know, his sister is all he has and he wants to, you know, keep his family together. So he is granted temporary custody. So, you know, he tells Yaz, like, I told you, I told you I had you. So they get, we get like a mini family reunion and she'll be coming home with him. And, you know, he's on cloud nine. It didn't work out. He just set Monet straight and he got his sister coming home. So we go into the next scene and Mecca and Monet meet up and Mecca just um, is telling her like, this could be a fresh start for us. And uh, Monet is like, you know what? My kids, they don't trust each other. It's just everything is a mess. Um, and he asked her like, well, can I meet my son finally? Are you ready to introduce us? And she like, yeah, you can. But let me at least tell my kids what's going on first. So, you know, they plan to start this fresh start, but she was going home to actually tell her kids everything. But then it cuts to the next scene and we got um, Kamal and another officer. They're going through Tariq's room and we see one of the guys, the deans, he's like, okay, y'all hurry up, y'all hurry up. And I'm thinking he was acting like that probably because they've already done a search warrant on all of the other kids' room. But not only that, Tariq shares a room with the Weston. So that's a big deal. You know, the Westons, that's their school. And when they go through Tariq's stuff, they find the damn badge. <sighs> Tariq walking back to the college. As soon as he walks up, all everybody standing outside watching everybody outside, and they start playing the same song. Y'all, this was the same song. If you go back to season three, 
of power when ghost got arrested when angela came in truth and arrested him this was the same song that they arrested Tariq to and it was like parallel to power when ghost got arrested and i felt bad for reek even though reek i think that they they this was a necessary um humbling for him because he's never paid for anything he's done Tariq has done a lot of dirty stuff but as he's getting arrested we see lauren and Lauren's ready to run to his rescue. And, and, and Professor Carey, bitch ass, talking about some, uh-uh, let him go. He deserves everything he's getting to. I'm like, did y'all peep out Braden's face? Like, I'm like, okay, I didn't, I don't know. Braden just looked it weird too. And then when they, when they put the camera on tape, when they put the camera on tape, for some reason, I think McLean, well, I think I think Tate is going to have something to do with helping Rick get out. Maybe Tariq might can give him information on that Uncle Rick, but Sweeney, who he wants to take his governor's position or councilman's position, um, for some reason Tate didn't look just so happy that he got arrested. So I'm wondering somehow is Tate going to have something to do with helping him get out? Because we know Tariq ain't going to stay in there for no time. But this was like a parallel scene to the original power. And when he got arrested, they took him in there. And then we see Davis McClain got the call. So, you know, he going to run down there. And when they told him his lawyer was there, I was thinking that it was McClain. But it was the lawyer over the trust, Elvin from the Gosby show. And when he gave him that <laughs> He gave him that letter from Ghost. He like, my father, your father told me if you ever got arrested for this charge for homicide to give you this. I always hoped I wasn't going to have to give it to you. And I was thinking, okay, okay, Ghost, you know, maybe he didn't, you know, gave him something to help him out of it. But no, nah, baby, it was a letter. I always knew you was going to get in here, little nigga. <laughs> right where you deserve <laughs> This scene would have been epic if they would have had it in Omari Hardwick's voice, like ghost voice. Oh, my God. That scene would have been epic. But you know what? It's just going to make Tariq sit in there and come up with the game plan, and it's going to make him stronger and stronger. Tariq going to get out, and he going to be with vengeance because this whole head has been just stuck on Yasmin getting out, and he's been letting all of this stuff just catch up with him. He can't pull all of this sneaky stuff on him that he hasn't been paying attention. And we get to the final scene. We get to the final scene. Y'all ready for the final scene? Monet's driving home. She's pulling in the driveway. I'm loving that truck she in. She's ready to tell her kids the truth. As soon as she opened that door, it sounds like they having a party. She hear, she hear them in there talking in Spanish. She walks in that damn dining room. Baby, I'm home. <laughs> Drew like, mama, this why you been acting so weird. How did you keep this from us? And she like, oh, I wanted it to be a surprise. And Diana get that look like, bitch, what? I got him out. <laughs> he gives her a kiss like he just happy to see her. Got his little sweatsuit on. Monet wasn't too happy about that. Monet wasn't happy to see Tahada. <laughs> Monet wasn't happy to see Tahada. Not at all. And that was my recap of the episode. Um, 
a theory I have. A theory I have. Remember season four, Ghost was locked up and he was locked up with Tommy's dad. And they had that whole plan where he would give him, get him connected with Tommy and all of that. I'm wondering if uh, possibly McLean might can't take this case because I don't think you can take a case if you represented somebody else for the same murder investigation. So McLean might can't take Tariq's case and it might have to go to Saks. And I'm wondering if he might say, I can't help you out of this. And Tariq might get in there with his brother and might get some more information and use that against him. I don't know, but I have a feeling, or it's just a theory of mine that Tariq will be locked up with um, McLean's brother. Uh, I also have that, that same theory about Tate. I think Tate is going to do, uh, uh, Rashad Tate is going to do something with uh, Tariq. And, when Tariq finds out that Lawrence was wearing a wire, I don't think he'll ever trust another girl again, which he shouldn't. And the reason why I say that is if we go back to the beginning of power, remember, it was all a setup when Ray Ray killed Raina through the girl he lost his virginity to, who was giving him a lot of lean. He met with Kanan. Remember, she she sold him out and told Ray Ray where he was at. And then when he got with Effie, Effie, Effie dimed him out and got it kicked out of choke. Now, when he find out that, you know, Lauren was like his comfort spot where he could go to and he could trust her to help with the fam with his family situations, that she wore a wire, even though it was unintentionally. She was manipulated by Carrie and she's not about that street life. It's going to be hard for him to trust somebody. So we get the next uh, preview. I watched that and it looks like Sahada's going to be a mess child trying to take over. Remember, Sahada does not want Kane to be number two. He wants Drew. So this is going to be a divide. It's going to be Monet because at first probably Kane going to feel like he to connect and he deserved to be number two. And Tejada going to try to put Drew in there. And we seen even in the preview, Drew was trying to boss up, you know, trying to boss up to be that guy. And we see Diana is very arrogant because Monet is like, um, Diana, with that money you took, I took somebody life. And she like, did I tell you to do that? So, you know, Diana finna feel like she unstoppable because, you know, daddy's home. So it's probably going to be Monet, Mecca, and Kane against Drew, Diana, and Tata. It's going to be some mess. And when all that stuff come out with, you know, Zeke being her son, it's going to be even more mess. And Tariq is going to outmaneuver this. Tariq is going to get out of prison. Best believe. He got some connections with the Westons because, you know, Brayden, I don't know what was up with that look, but Brayden going to try to help him. He going to have Tate somehow, and then he going to have Davis and Sack somehow on his side. He going to get out of it. So we don't know which side he going to go on. But when that Mecca and Tejada go head to head, y'all, I'm rooting for Mecca. <laughs> I got Mecca. Mecca crazy. And then she, you look at the damn chef, I'm on team Mecca. But it's going to be a head to head because Tejada going to want to know to connect. And we don't know if they know each other from back in the day. We don't know that. But I have had you guys here for uh, about an hour, so I'm going to go ahead and let you go. I hope you guys enjoyed this recap. I will be back on for my Christmas episode to celebrate Christmas with my podcast family. I will try my best to get snowfall out. I am going out of town, so it might be a little hard. But if I can't, please forgive me. But I'm going to try so we can continue our snowfall in December. It's your girl, Shanice, and I'm out.
Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.